we are about to get into some good content and you already know i say this all the time this platform this particular segment this episode is more about you than it is about me so i'm going to tell you right off the bat listen if you sit here you don't call in you don't do any of that stuff then guess what I'm going to get the bounce early. I'm going to get the bounce early because it's more about hearing what you have to say. I talk all week, all through the weekend. I want to hear what you people think. I want to hear different perspectives. I want to hear different opinions. I want to hear different outlooks on situations that occurred in the last GP. What you thinking about this upcoming GP? We're going to be in Hungary. All right. The Hungarian GP is coming up. I know plenty of us are thinking about some things. And uh, what we're going to do here first is explain how this goes about. So right off the bat, let me tell you what you do. There are links in two different spots, one in the description of this live video that you are watching right now. The other link is in the live chat and it is pinned. You need a desktop or a laptop in order to enjoy the full benefits of the audience. And what do I mean by Baraka? What up, brother? What do I mean by the enjoy the full benefits? Well, what I mean is when you come into the audience, if you have a laptop or a desktop, you will be able to do a live call in, come in on screen, give your tidbit about what you think, debate, even some of the pushback. And I might even pose a question back to you. All right. So we're going to be talking about some things that have happened, some things that are going on right now and some things that might be coming up. But we always usually start off with some soft topics, let people kind of come in, get into the live chat. Some people getting home from work, trying to drop things. Some people it's late at night. They trying to go to bed, but they say, hey, Jay, we rocking with you like Mary Beanie always rocking with us but I got a question okay I saw a clip on social media and I was wondering to myself where the hell are Lewis's trophies Mercedes this guy is a is a record holder of pole positions I just got to ask you like where are his where are his trophies like where are his tires I saw this clip I'm going to share this clip with you real quick we're going to look at this so just look at the look at the dialogue right here Lewis asks where do these go he says to you they go to me. He says, of course, I've never seen one. He says, you have many. You have many. I don't know where they are. I need to find out what in the hell. You can tell by the way Lewis puts that down. He's kind of like, I guess I'll leave it here. What do they want me to do with it? But it's crazy. Mercedes, are y'all are y'all hogging? Are y'all hoarding Lewis's trophies for your own satisfaction? Somewhere in a Mercedes manufacturer in a factory, there is a wall, a wall of pole position tires with Lewis Hamilton's name on it, like somewhere. Where the hell are these trophies, Mercedes? I, I thought it was funny, right? Regardless if it's it, he was playing around or not, because to me it didn't seem like he was playing around. It's funny and it's odd because I would want to know where in the hell are my trophies. That's what I want to know. What's up, twin? I see we got Uno in the audience. I want to know where the hell are my trophies. It ain't even funny. Like, Lewis literally, he, put, he putting that down like, yo, I guess I'll leave that here. That's pretty cool. Hey, where did these go? I'm like, man, dude's like, shit, where do they go? You got a lot of them. Lewis don't know. Does anybody know where these trophies are going? Because Lewis needs to find his trophies. They're hunting for them out there. Somewhere out there, there are, are lonely, orphaned pole position tires, and Lewis needs his tires back, all right? So I thought that was funny. But as you see on our first segment that we're going to get into, we're going to jump right into it. By the way, many of you were wondering about the uh, the shooter as far as in the area of uh, state of Georgia, that shooter was found the other day. And, you know, unfortunately, people lost their lives and that situation happened, but it is over. But unfortunately, these situations keep happening. So uh, the, at least the community got the 
at least rest at some point in time, although there were families left to mourn, that at least there were no more families that were going to be added to that list. So big shout out to those families. Condolences to family, friends, and a moment of silence for those families as well. Peace and love, much respect. So let's get into this. Lance Stroll. I mean, how many times are we going to have to talk about this? How many times are we going to have to say this? When is Lawrence going to learn his lesson? When is when is Lawrence going to learn that this is a bad situation waiting? It ain't waiting. It's already happening. And Gasly is not happy about the situation that took place in Silverstone because he ended up being the last car for Alpine, the last man standing the last car that could possibly salvage anything respectable out of that race. And damn near at the end, Stroll wrecks him out, Esteban Ocon style. Okay, clips the corner, slides into Gasly, breaks Gasly's suspension. He limps the car home. Another second retirement for Alpine, not only in this race, but also you got to remember Australia. But that was all Gasly's fault. Okay, and evidently, Gasly feels some kind of way about the way the driver in Lance was penalized with only five seconds, comparing his penalty in Austria to the 10 seconds for breaching track limits, which happened several hours after the race. Now, I do believe that that was a byproduct of Aston Martin launching their protests and then them reviewing the data and then finding that several teams that probably should have been penalized or drivers weren't and Gasly got caught into that net. All right. But regardless, Gasly did get away with something, right? I mean, his team got away with something. Gasly completely wrecked out both Alpine cars in Australia. And yet there was no penalty handed down. I don't care. I do not care if it was inside the team or not, there was something that was done. Gasly, even to me, in my opinion, entered unsafely back on the track. He then completely came over on his teammate. He took out both Alpine cars and no further action is what the stewards listed. All right. Blue Diva says Lewis trophies and tires are in the reception area along a massive long corridor inside the Brackley campus. Lewis must not take that entrance months. Blue Diva. He must not go through there. He has a secret interest, like the Batcave, like Superman, like, you know, Iron Man. He comes in through a totally different area. He never sees that. He probably never in the reception area. He's like, I don't go that way. I don't. Why, why are these tires not with Lewis? Lewis, like, I ain't. They just take them, put them up. But that also would speak to his mindset, right? His his desire to always have these trophies in his sight to remind him of what he's done versus where he needs to go. And I think that speaks to the mindset of a champion who needs to stay hungry. Like maybe Lewis doesn't want to see these things because he always wants to feel like I need to completely always be eating to win. And if I have all of these past memorabilia sitting there, I feel like I'm so accomplished looking at all this wall, this sea, this wall of trophies, just like the sea of waves. Maybe I don't need to do anymore. Maybe that's Lewis's mindset, right? Just like his contract. He's never, uh, at least as of late in the past few times, never rushed to like get the contract done. It's going to get done. I'm going to get paid. And I don't know if Lance Stroll should get paid. I don't, but he's going to get paid because his dad owns the team. Gasly's not happy. Lance is impacting Aston Martin. But I also will say Gasly is not 
really doing all that great at Alpine. I've said this several times. Gasly is not doing that great at Alpine. I don't think the expectations of what the team thought that they were getting are going to get from Gasly has been reached. I don't. I think it's been a miss. I honestly do. And with it being a miss, I have to wonder if Alpine may start to have a wandering eye. I don't think they're looking at Ocon. I think Ocon is like their – I think that's their – hey, that's their, that's the staple. Ocon staying unless something miraculously happens for us to just be blessed with two drivers in a situation where we can just move up. I think Ocon is there to stay uh, for the time being as so long as he wants the seat. I think Gasly, if he doesn't perform up to where we, – we heard Rossi, right? He was very – very outspoken about how he felt about his team's performance and what he felt that needed to be said over and in front of the public about what he would do within his organization if deadlines or goals were not meant. And I think he was real about that. Whether people agree with him or not, it did. There was a certain turnaround that took place. And now we're having this. So Gasly says that next time I'm going to race him different. And I think he really is going to race him different. Gasly's the type of driver gets in his emotions or feelings. He's going to come back for you. Uh, we saw what happened in the situation where, you know, he almost lost his life on track because it was a tractor on. But yet Gasly was speeding and, you know, he got caught up in his emotions on that. That was a whole situation. And then, of course, we know Gasly very high on his license points potentially probably shouldn't even be racing. If we look at a couple of situations where I think they drug their feet on basically penalizing him on his license where he should have had a race ban. I think Formula One have kind of decided that they're going to chill back on that. But the FIA, what are you going to do with him, right? So listen, that is that segment. Now, like I said, if you want to call in, there's a link in the description and the live chat. Any point in time, you can hit that link, come into the audience, and then say what you have to say. We're going to move on to the next topic, which I know, I know people are wondering about this because we're all going to be watching We're all going to be watching this weekend because we want to know what is the honey badger going to do? What is the honey badger going to do? Everybody's everybody's waiting. The honey badger returns. Danny Rick returns. I, for one, think it's a bit of a rush job. I think it's a gun decking. I think maybe this is more of a risk than reward situation for Daniel. I don't think he fully committed to what he said he was going to do, which is really take some time. It hasn't even been a full season. I said it was a mistake anyway to try to sit out a full season. You know, you need to be racing somewhere. If it's not in formula one, you need to be on the track behind a wheel in a sim within a team organization to keep your skills sharp right and to go home and just sit on the couch and travel all about the world is not going to do that and evidently now because of the situation that has arised with Nick DeVries and Red Bull being unhappy with their illegitimate decision they feel that they've made maybe a bit too soon and it hasn't paid off for them Yuki has been the stronger driver and they disrespected Yuki in due to Nick DeVries coming into the team by saying that he would not be the number one driver or the season driver or the senior driver or any other thing that would say that Yuki is the driver. 
And now Nick DeVries has been shown the door and given the boot. I do think it was a bit disrespectful, but I mean, what else do we expect from Red Bull? It's not like this is the first time we've seen this. We saw what they did with Gasly. We saw what they did with Albon. They're not going to wait. And I will also say that maybe that is something that maybe it could be looked at as unpleasant, but it could be productive. They don't want to sit on bad stock, right? You don't want to you don't want to have a security in a stock. Watch it just go down. And then once it goes down, it's too late to get anything out of it. Now you're selling for bottom dollar. Like if you have an option play and you just let it go into the last day, you're going to get a dollar back. You, you've lost everything that you can get out of it. You know, you, you'll be able to sell it for a dollar and get off of it, but you've lost everything. The moment you saw it tanking, you should have went ahead and triggered your stop loss. And that's what Red Bull seemed to be practicing. Like we have a stop loss. If you do not perform up to these standards and you start declining, we're going to give you this amount of space from here to there. Once you hit here, it triggers the stop loss and we're going to initiate a sale. And that is exactly what Red Bull has done with Nick DeVries. That is exactly what they have done in the past. And I can't say that it's, it's been a bad situation for them. Mary Beanie in the Super Chat says, Danny Rick again chasing the crash. Big mistake hey, by him. And you know what? Chasing the bag. He is chasing the bag. And, and I will say this. I don't think this is a bag, but he's chasing. He's chasing something. I can't tell if he's chasing. Maybe he really feels it. But it is a bad decision. It's proven to be a bad decision since his move from Red Bull initially to Renault and then from Renault to McLaren. And now from McLaren, now you're with Red Bull's junior team. All right. It's downgrade. It's been a constant movement, similar to Alonzo. Oh, Uno says, like they saying goes, the time to shine is coming now. Let's see what Uno got to say. Go ahead. Give me a mic check, brother. One, two, one, Mike two. Mike Che, all right, man, you got your 60 minutes. Let's go. Right. Hello, everybody, and God bless to those that um, lost their life by that killer. But anyway, to start the topic off, this is it. Well, okay. the honey badger's got his time. And like I said, the time to shine is now. End of the talk, end of him trying to say excuses, end of him to try and actually come out like he's still a clown and being mm -hmm. Red Bull's puppet. Well, he's been, the, he's been the sim tester, so now let's actually see when it comes to this race, what's he going to do? And as they said, he's on borrowed time. If he doesn't make the cut, then he's going to be on his butt. Simple as. Right? If he does not make the cut and prove the facts that he's still got what he's capable, because as long as he went to McLaren, the biggest mistake was that he was not ready for McLaren. Mm. The facts he was well with Renault, he should have stick his ass and be like what they said, the black and yellow, because mm. that's what he has the experience. And he was Cyril Beba was going to give him the opportunity to sit his butt in that chair. But look what he done. He went straight to McLaren and got hung. So now his time to shine is coming now. So let me ask you something, Twin. Let me ask you a question. Go ahead. What what do you expect this weekend at the Hungarian GP? What are you expecting? What do you think you're going to see from Danny Rick and Alvatar? Okay, my point of view is that I want to see action speak louder than words. Because for the fact okay. that we heard about Danny's performance, we heard about him being this the uh, reserve driver, we heard about how much he was saying that he wanted to stay away and give himself time to rest. 
we saw him sitting in the team's barrier where like yeah they're watching all the other drives and reporting but he was actually getting hungry because you can't see him sit still don't ever mm. tell me that ricardo was really sitting still and mm. following what the guys that were doing on the sideline ricardo was actually dreaming and thinking that should be me Mm. I should be out there definitely giving my all. I should be carrying on doing what I had done before. And I should have been gaining more experience to get the feedback to show exactly what certain teams might need. So the opportunity for him to get this, I wouldn't say is perfect. Okay. But the best thing for him now to do, right, is to suck these guys up who are actually saying, all right, he got lucky. He got the opportunity. Mm. He got this. He got that. Right? So the main thing what he's going to have to do is to show them that he's still got the quality. He's still got the beans. He's still got the jive. He's still got what you can call him the honey badger. Okay. Okay. So let's see. All right. Big shout out, Uno. <laughs> hey, that, that's, that is something. Derwin Hill in the Super Chat says, Ricardo needs to finish ahead of Yuki in the race. Thank you, Derwin. That is at least... My minimum expectation, you need to finish ahead of Yuki. I know plenty of people are going to say, hey, Jay, it's his first race back. I'm not hearing that. I'm not doing that. I'm not doing that. It's Danny Rick, okay? We're not talking about Nick DeVries. We're not talking about Logan Sargent. We're not talking about Alex Pillow. all right? We're not talking about Colton Hurd. We're not talking about any of these drivers that might come, be a rookie, never been in a Formula One car. Dude's been on four teams, okay? I'm not hearing it. He's been, he drove the RB19. He's been in the sim. He's been on pit wall. He needs to finish ahead of Yuki. If that does not happen, this is going to be a long season moving forward. I'm looking for a spark right off the back. You decide to come out of the seat. When you put yourself in the seat, you decide to come out of the seat. All right. And all of a sudden, miraculously get back into a Formula One car when you said you weren't ready, but now you're ready. I better see something this weekend. I better see something this weekend. Uh, it's going to be it's going to be a lot riding on this weekend. Like the, all eyes are on Alpha Tari and Danny Rick, Red Bull as an organization. Did Red Bull make the right decision kicking Nick DeVries? Did they make the right decision putting Rick, Daniel Rick in the car instead of keeping him as a PR stunt? Baraka says, "Welp, Yuki better show up. Oh, shit. My brother Baraka coming in hot. All right. Let's go, brother. What's going on, brother? What's going on, bro? Go ahead. <laughs> Let me get what you got. Yuki better show up. What's up? Oh, man. First off, I'm still not in a good mood after yesterday's Braves game, man. I'm I'm, I'm still annoyed. <laughs> I'm still annoyed, man. I am very annoyed. And then with this whole Danny Rick news. Yes. People will say, yeah, I, I'm, I like Red Bull, but it's like. Danny Rick left. I've I never had any feelings towards him. Okay. I, I have all my stocks invested in Yuki. And I'm thinking it's like, okay, with DeVries here, it's like, you know what? Smooth selling. You know, he DeVries ain't doing anything in the car. Right. De, Yuki's pretty much carrying the team. And now Danny Rick shows up. And then the very first words in the Discord chat is like, he better send this man back to his sabbatical. That's all I want for the rest mm. of the season. Yeah, he's a good driver. Yeah, his decisions after he left Red Bull, say what you want about why or how. Right. Still, to my decision, one of his one of his worst decisions too, given the fact where Red Bull is and look where Alpine is right now. And look where McLaren is right now too after he It seems like almost every team he goes, he leaves. 
tends to get better. <laughs> so for for the Mercedes fans here in the in the chat, probably convinced Toto to, you know, sign Danny Rick. <laughs> Survive just just survive one more bat season. If the track record if the track record holds, expect twenty twenty six for a Mercedes Masterclass. I'm just saying. Damn. <laughs> I'm just saying. Baraka, hold on, bro. You talk about using Danny Rick as some type of token of, of good. A sacrificial good lamb. A sacrificial oh, lamb. God. He's been a sacrificial lamb for my, my for Red Bull, McLaren, oh. and Damn, you know, bro. You know what? You're right, though. It is kind of like the Kyrie Irving effect, right? You, they, yeah, they do better exactly. with him off the court than on the court. <laughs> exactly. Damn. Okay, so let me ask you this. So you, what is your expectation this weekend for Danny Rick for you to feel like, eh, all right, maybe he's got something in it. What do you look? What would you be looking for? Okay, no, no, I'm, let's better yet. Let's role play. You're team principal. I'm team principal. And given the context start, of start from free practice to qualifying to the race, I want to hear what you're looking for. Um, free practice get, again, given where uh, the Alpha Tower car is right now. Unless we there's, they're doing some development that I haven't heard of, I okay. don't expect him to be on the top half of like the grid. I expect him to be on the middle to the lower end. Just you know, even Yuki, he would okay. even though he would try to drag that car into the top half. He always you know other teams would. True. Get better as time goes on, and he he will go down the uh, table. True, no, and not not to not to the fault of his own. It's just the car. So right. I'm not I expecting agree. to practice and qualifying. I'm even in the race. Given the context behind it, I'm really not expecting like a Jesus like miracle, like water into wine type miracle okay. in in that car. You know, Yuki, like the points Yuki got to this day, I'm surprised he got him. Given where that car is right now, right. Um, but now the the now the car is starting to show its real colors, and yeah, it's probably one of the worst cars on the grid. Mm-hmm. Yuki, sometimes yeah, DeVries would do had a fair share of lows. There were times I think one race I'm like, oh, DeVries might cook. Next race, oh, I just fell for the Fugazi. It was a Genjutsu. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm really not expecting much. From this, from Danny Rick, could he? Could he probably over? Could he finish ahead of Yuki, given his experience? Yes, okay. I think you know, I he should on paper. You know, he's. I wouldn't say he's a great F one driver, but he he's a good. He's a good. He's good. He's good. Mint's he's good. He's yeah. He's yeah. elite. He's elite, but he's not there. I think Max no. Lewis are there and won't be touched by anyone else in the grid. Charles, we thought could, but. He makes his boneheaded mistakes. True. Not the car. So I think he could. I'll say this. I'll give him the benefit of the doubt that he could, as much as I don't want to say it, could uh, finish above Yuki. Okay. And it hurts uh, my soul to say that. Oh, I know. I, it does. I Honestly, I'm not. I don't. I don't think he finishes above Yuki. I don't think so. I. I don't in my heart. I would like for I Yuki don't, to show up. I want yes, Yuki to show up. I want Yuki to show up so bad. In my heart, I want Yuki to finish. But in my head, given his experience, it's like right, I wouldn't be it's surprised. It's not like it, I wouldn't be surprised. It's not like DeVries, because he also had experience, but not in the F1 car. He had Correct. experience in like Formula E, which no shade to Formula E, but it's not F1. The Facts. if, if let's, let's say if DeVries came from IndyCar to F1, I 
then it it could be a comparison because they're sim- they're pretty similar minus the the hybrid part of it. But correct. Give again, given his experience on paper, he should finish above you. But again, okay. he had a, he didn't have a year. He had six months off. He took a six month vacation. Now he's back. Now he's back. So okay. Yeah. All right, brother. I appreciate that. Stick with me. Stick with me. All right. All right. Hey, we're rocking, dropping some real bars in the super chat. Spider third or thirty five. Danny couldn't do it in a McLaren. Y'all think he gonna do it in a sugar free, <laughs> a sugar free Red Bull? Oh my gosh, bro said a sugar free Red Bull. That is a good one. Them testing times was with no cars or quality pressure involved. Thank you, Spider R thirty five. I said the same thing. Like, there's a difference, all right? The environment's going to be different. Anthony Carrier says, Danny Rick is just sugar-free Alonzo. Damn! Danny Rick is getting some spice right now. He getting some spice thrown in his eye. Danny Rick, bro, they calling you out. They calling you out, Danny Rick. You just got to show up. You're going to have to do something, man. You're going to have to make it happen. Because people really want to know, are you going to be that dude? Because nobody is... It's worse. It's worse for you if you leave a sport... Like you retire and say you're not feeling it, and then you come back ahead of your schedule, your own schedule and deadline that you set, right? Because everybody already has these expectations like, okay, we're not going to see him for a season, maybe two. He's going to get his stuff together. You cut it short, and you come back, and you anything less than wow, it's it's bad for you. It's a bad look, bro. It's not going to look good, especially after your performance in the McLaren. It's not going to look good. I was there. That was a fire lid. The Bobcat, Ricky Bobby situation. I was there in the garage. I got to see it up front, meet you. But Danny Rick, I just don't know if there's a lot of upside for this. But I'm all for it. I'm all for it. If, if this is the decision he wants to make and he actually – converts it into a good rest of the season i'm all for it i want to see people be successful i'm just saying it doesn't look good and the and the approach is not lining up just like you see a super horny approaching the carrier and it ain't it, it ain't got it ain't on the ball things not go either the resting hook not catching the net gotta come up or hopefully he can power up hit the ends of that deck and uh, take off and do it again but if not you're going into the ocean danny rick and when you go off into the ocean you're done, bro. Your career is your career is gonna take a major shot. You can't do it at Alvatar. Where's your next stop, Haas? Because that's it. That is that is your last stop. If you fail to outperform Yuki, Haas at a very far stretch might be an opportunity for you. And I do mean that's it. Williams at the point in time with their performance, they're not looking for you, Danny Rick. Nah, not if you do that. Not if you do that. So big shout out to Yuki. He's been bringing the grocery home for Alphatar. Nick DeVries couldn't bring a, a peanut butter and jelly sandwich home. All right. They were starving. Nick DeVries was starving the team. But I would have given him another season. But he didn't get it. So it is what it is. Yuki right now is wearing the pants. Danny Rick is coming in. And like Baraka said, on paper, on paper, no, not even on paper, what we've seen from Danny Rick throughout his career has been far better than anything we've ever seen out of Yuki. Now it's time to see if that difference is still there. Is the Honey Badger still there? Is his capability still there? Can he take a car that Yuki's taking into points and get more points? Can he do it on a more consistent basis? Uno says they better not be like Alonzo and Ocon. Ooh. Oh, that's a good take right there, bro. Oh, yeah. 
<laughs> you coming in, Uno coming in with one. That that might be something right there, bro. Let me go ahead and give you your F1 minute. Explain to the people what you mean. Okay. If you can remember the time when you saw Alonso and Ocon, they were both squabbling, both getting a bit iffy, but they were trying to always prove who's the best. But all the time you notice when it was with Ocon getting too eager, that's where he makes a biggest mistake and wrecks the car. But then he acted mm. like say, "Oh, it's not my fault. I'm trying. I was trying to do this. Da da da. Excuses don't make the match, okay? Mm. So the basic thing is, these two, as we got them, Danny better just show Yuki exactly more experience because he is experienced. But he sure. better not just to try and show that he is the guy. He's going to be capable because Yuki just actually now being like what the most two years in experience." And he never, ever let himself down. He's still learning. He's still fed up. He wants the car to work. But the more important thing is, Yuki is eager too. So that's why I said to you the last time, them two are going to be like freaking lightning and fireworks. And they're not going to cause a spark. They're going to cause friction. So the only thing that we want to actually see, and like I said, work as a team. Not working to be who's better. And not try to be the number one. Mm, damn. All right, all right, bro. We gonna that that's something I'm finna speak on because that's a it are we are we about okay, cause if the honey badger comes out, Uno makes a good point. This is a good alternative to the outcome of what could happen with a driver who was already doubted in Yuki, right? They doubted Yuki when they brought Nick DeVries in. They also disrespected Yuki when Nick DeVries came in as far as comparing him to DeVries and what DeVries was going to do when he got into the team, and it didn't happen, okay? Yuki's been that number one driver. He's been at least, let's say he's been the driver holding Alvatari up this season. Only driver to contribute to to Alvatari in the in the championship for the constructor standards, okay? Now you got Danny Rick coming in. Is he about to go through that again? And even if you don't say it, is Yuki going through that in his head that you know what? He's got the Michael Jordan effect where he's starting a beef in his head so that he can perform his best against Danny Rick. And will there be an inner team battle between these drivers on track. We already know Yuki has a tendency to be hot-headed. He's been a bit more simmered down this season, right? Before this season, I mean, cussing through the radio, dropping F-bombs, just not very uh, insubordinate to team trying to give strategy. But this season, he's been a bit more better about being a little bit more receptive, uh, doing better on his drives. Is this going to be something that's going to heighten his competitiveness to the point where it begins to cause a problem inside the team? That is something to look for. Good point right there. Good point right there. So let's let's uh let's get let's get down to some real business. To some real business. I know some people need to be want to talk about. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, we're talking about George Russell integrity. Is George Dean of House of Slytherin? Is George a snake? Is George somebody who we can trust? Is he somebody that Lewis can trust? Or is he a backstabbing teammate? All right. If you're not sure, you don't know, George this past weekend, the Britain G the home GP of all places, Lewis Hamilton managed to get a podium. Good drive, by the way. Lando also getting a podium. Very good drive there. Of course, Max winning the race. But still, two of the home drivers there end up on podium. 
it was already something to be said. We've already seen Lando and his his shade he throws, but in the cool down room for Lando to say Lewis ruined the party, right? Because he won an Oscar on podium. But then for Russell to come out and say that he actually deserved the podium, discounts your teammate in Lewis having his podium. So you're saying that if I were there, I would mind seeing Piastri up there instead of my own teammate, Lewis. That was some BS right there. That was some BS. Right there, I've been trying to give Russell the benefit of the doubt of him coming in, you know, just being high-headed, being overambitious. But when he said that, I'm like, bro, you are indeed a snake. And I know some snakes. And no matter when they change skin, they just reveal more of themselves, okay? Mechanic says all the hype about Danny to see him finish P16 <laughs> Mercedes on Instagram. Laugh a lot. I predict he won't DNF. Oh, okay. He won't DNF. Maybe he don't. That damn. Mechanic giving him some heat. But yeah, Russell out here in these streets earning his name. He's earned the reputation that was out there about him. It's starting to be cemented that it is factual about what Russell's inner feelings are about Lewis Hamilton. Regardless of what he says, Actions speak louder than words and words you say out in public that really combat your teammates finish say a lot about you, Russell. And right there and then you look shaky. Mary Beanie says, Jay, Princess Shady Russell trusted no one. OK, she don't trust him. Zero eight three says, hell no, you can't trust George. He's absolutely sus. And you know what he is? That was disrespectful. When he did that, I'm like, you know what, bro, you don't that that right there is unacceptable. There's no way I'm going to get up there and say that an opposing driver from another team should be on podium versus my teammate. Uh, not only am I disrespecting my teammate, I'm basically saying that my team shouldn't have the points. If this that guy is going to get the points for the team, I ain't with it. So you'd rather another driver from a competitive team get the points and get a podium instead of your teammate. That right there was shady as hell. It was shady. And I at, at that point in time, I was like, you know what? I've been I've been really lenient. I've been really just, hey, George, you you got it. He is, but you know what? He is what they said he is. Like that our Arizona Cardinals coach. They are what we thought they were. That's what George Russell is. George Russell is the dean of the house of Slytherin. He's a snake. And until I see different, I got to go with what I see. And what I see and the actions from George has been just that. Where's Mr. Top 5? Where are all the people that were screaming about Mr. Top 5? Where are all the people that were screaming about George schooling Lewis Hamilton? Where are these people? Do you know where they are? Do you know where they went to? Did they all of a sudden stop watching Formula 1? Did they all of a sudden stop getting in the comment section? Because I remember there was so many things said as far as what George was doing to Lewis Hamilton, although out of context, not knowing what Lewis Hamilton was doing for the team. I'm just saying, where are these people now? Keep the same energy. George Russell is sixth. Lewis Hamilton is fourth. By any margin, if the if the positions were reversed, we'd have a ton of people dropping disrespectful comments about Lewis Hamilton and his ability to still perform in Formula One. But since it's not, they extra quiet. Are they making excuses for it? Here we go. Will I am says, what's up, fam? What's going on with Uno? 
The green snake is trying to raise his ugly body. Let's go, Uno. Let's see. Whoa, big shout out to Flow Vortex. George is delusional. He actually believes that he is quicker than Lewis. That lie detector test game put Russell Brain on front street. Go ahead, my brother. Go ahead. Drop your knowledge, bro. Uh, well, as much as we can see uh, all the time that Russell's always trying to be the big, big know-it-all. But again, he's still a little kid. He's like a kid with a freaking bar of chocolate and going, look what I can do. Look how much, look how many chocolates I can freaking eat. This is all me, man. This is all me. <laughs> and also coming out with a shirt like um, where everyone's got that Ted shirt and, and showing it off like, yeah, I want to wear this in the freaking pits, but I can't wear it. The end of the day, George, what you really want to do is to absolutely study about how much the team works. Study about how much a team is. Study about mm. how your, your driver who's experienced coaching you. And if you're stuck and don't know what the fuck to do, ask. Okay? Stop trying to come out with your goddamn chitty tatty yitty yaddy bullshit because all the time you're making yourself look a fool. And everybody's going to keep on putting like pin the donkey. They're rather pin your head right up your goddamn ass. Because you are an ass. And you keep brain all the time. So shut the F up. Learn to behave and be a T-E-A-M than a T-I-M. Because you're sick. <laughs> Yo. Hey, Uno just reminded me of a scene from Hancock. <laughs> Remember when Hancock was in prison and he was like, I'm going to take your head and I'm going to put it up his ass. <laughs> oh, my gosh. That was hilarious. Uno was serious about that. Like, hey, George, you are being a jackass right now, bro. Mr. Rain Man, you are being a jackass. That's what my nickname for George is, new, the new Rain Man. You know what I'm saying? Tom Cruise movie, that's what George is. You know, George, hey, it's, you just, it's just not, it's not, it's not looking good. It's, it's not a good look. Let's say that. It's not a good look. I'm not saying that George's ability to drive the car is something that I'm discrediting because George can drive. George can drive. I'm saying that his integrity and his character and his responsibility, his camaraderie, his loyalty is in question. And to some has already been judged. And to me, I can no longer bring about an argument for George's actions after this past weekend of him saying that in which really disrespected his teammate and discounted Lewis's podium his team's ability to get more points in the constructive championship all because i feel like it wasn't him that's not that's not something that uh i can support it's not something i can agree with i'd be willing to talk to george about it see what he wanted what he, what he thinks or what was he thinking when he said this you know what were your what were your thoughts when you said this what do you what do you what were you thinking like what did you is this what you really meant and if not what did you mean what should you have said that would have relayed the information better because what you said didn't come off well to really a lot of people. So we'll see what happens with that. And as we get ready around third base and head on home, let's talk about these teams and the development of what these teams are going to do. Okay. Because there's a war going on between the rest. We know Red Bull is out there. They, they running away with it. They, 
Red Bull gone. Don't worry about that. Like, and I'm gonna tell you, there was a post that was put out, and and I really didn't like it. I didn't like the fact that they omitted uh, Max Verstappen and omitted Perez. Oh, we got WPPN Esports I Racing recap coming from Will. I am. Let's go, Will. Make it happen, brother man. <clears throat> What's going on? What's going on, brother? Chillin' chillin'. A little busy, yeah, busy, but hey, I we got to bring this uh, WPPN esports wrap up, and this one's a little special one. So, okay, it's not the grudge race. We're gonna talk about how Max Verstappen took rage quitting to another level at the three-hour spa Frank Rochamps Golden Toast GP, hosted by VCO Esports on Saturday, June fifteenth, six o'clock Central European <clears throat> Summertime, twelve p.m. Eastern. All right. At approximately one hour into the three-hour event, about one hour fifty-one minutes remaining. Sven Haas is ran wide by Verstappen into the bus stop chicane at Spa. Mm. Now, the internet sleuths we call Reddit determined it was a net code or a magnet tire issue where the cars kind of come together and they get stuck because they have that bump drafting thing for like NASCAR events and stuff in iRacing. Mm. So apparently it's a well-known issue built around the in-game code and all that. So I'm not really a big person in iRacing. So maybe if Tony Rice is out there, maybe he can call in. I know he's a big iRacing person and all that. Maybe he can kind of confirm that. So, in response, Sven now in P6 goes deep into La Source and hits Verstappen now in P5 from behind, which he in turn takes out the entire Red Line Racing team, Verstappen's team. So the three of them all get hit, and it's just a chain reaction. They all go off at La Source. They spin out and all that. So, all intentions at this point, you can kind of question it. I don't think anybody was really intentionally trying to do anything up to that point. He, you know, went deep into La Source. Okay. But what can't be questioned is what followed after the Lasource incident. Max then charges through Il Rouge, Radion, and down the Kemmel Street to catch Sven Haas. Cuts the Lacombe chicane entirely by using the access road to the left. So there's a chicane there. He just says, ah, screw that. I'm going around. Rejoins the track behind Haas, then sends it into his rear at full speed. Which I'm now calling the Bruxels dive bomb because that was the Bruxels turn, turn 10. So that's the Bruxels dive bomb. This earned him a disqualification from the race. Had been a lesser-known driver who isn't bringing money and sponsorship into esports, who doesn't own their own esports team, temporary ban probably would have followed. But so far, it's only a disqualification. Mm. There's also a huge contingency that believes Sven Haas is a dirty driver, and they say he had it coming. Here's two sayings for those people. Two wrongs don't make a right, mm. and play stupid games with stupid prizes. <laughs> Tonight's sponsor, (laughs) Hungry 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 Hippos, located in the town of Hatvan, which is in Hungary, home of several of Pablo Escobar's relocated hippos from the Hacienda Napolis. Check them out if you're in town for the Hungry GP. Back to you, Jay. Damn, I like that, man. The Hacienda. Hey, you know what? You got to try to look for those Colettas, man. <laughs> you gotta find a Coletta. Big man Will coming in, swooping in. Hey, WPP is not the same as Will doing it. I'm just trying to say DG Big Blue in the super chat. Why the F1CO trying to keep new team from joining? They want American money, but no representation on the grid. F1 will be better with more teams. I do agree, and that is a that is a very good a. Hey. That is a very good thing. They do want American money. They haven't improved and increased the grid, the uh, circuits here in America. They are looking to make spectacles here in America, but 
why not a nice presence of an American team on the grid? Because don't give me Haas, because Haas ain't counting. Haas does not count. I'm telling you, Haas does not count. They more Russian than Russian themselves, okay? We want Andretti. I need to say it again. Andretti. That's who we want. We want Andretti on the grid with GM running it down. That's what that's what I would like to see. Everybody root for Andretti. I'm trying to tell you. I'm campaigning for Andretti to come on to the grid. That's what we need. Mario, Michael, y'all come on over here, man. Let's have a talk about why they trying to keep y'all down, why they hating on y'all so much. But I want to know, who do you all think is going to shine this weekend? The best of the rest, okay? It's not Alpine. They're not there anymore. They used to be. Not anymore. Think it's going to be McLaren. They just rised up and showed up to the party nicely in good fashion, by the way. P.O.P. almost, you know what I'm saying, getting ready to do an overtake on Max, which would have been cool. Max unable to do anything with Lando till DRS is enabled. Or is it going to be Aston Martin? Are they going to stop sliding and kind of come back up? Or are they going to continue to slide? Alonzo has no support from Lance. Lance is busy driving into Gasly, trying to do his best Ocon imitation from when they were in their carton days. Could it be Ferrari? Can the Ferrari drivers get out of their own way? And then somehow can the team not get in their way and finally put together a race where both drivers can be on podium or both drivers in the top five? Because this past weekend, I believe they finished ninth and 10th. And even if you go back from Spain to Monaco, aside from Austria, you go to Canada, the drivers have been finishing fifth or lower as a unit. All right. And even when Charles finished, what, second in Austria, where were Saints? Sixth. So what will happen for now as far as Mercedes? Is their update package going to continue to carry them over? The front wing seemed to give them a little trouble. We saw that in the last race, Mick gets in the sim. Mercedes does what Mercedes does, develops overnight, comes back out for qualifying, puts them in a better position. But still, we haven't really seen that resurgence, that Merck resurgence that just says, holy, sh they're back. We haven't seen that yet. Will it be until next season when we see that or will we see a glimpse of that before the season ends? And that would need to happen in order for anybody to legitimately say Mercedes is back. If we just see this gradual progression that kind of on average slides with some of the other top teams and never really closes on the gap to Red Bull, do you really go into next season confident that Mercedes is going to come out really combating the RB20? I don't know. I'm waiting to see. I want to see who's going to really come out on top for these development wars. Which one of these four teams is going to really claim the best of the rest? Which one of them is going to claim king of that domain? The, 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 the night's watch, should we say. All right. That's what I would like to know. I don't know. We, we have to see. That's going to be interesting this whole weekend. Right. Danny Rick. Baraka says, what is Nui? Ooh, we want to know what Nui cooking. Baraka, what, tell me, bro. What's new we cooking, man? What's so, he cooking? Alleg allegedly, I'm not the source, but you know I'm on Twitter a lot, and okay. from credible sources, they're saying that Red Bull is bringing a big upgrade that may have a different side pod to them, Ooh, which will shed, yeah, which would shed up to two to three tenths a second off what they currently are, and if that's the case. And I'm just saying, if this does work, spooky hours for the rest of the grid. 
<laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> it's maybe, over. Maybe I'm maybe just maybe for my boy Yuki at Alpha Tauri, you could probably just give 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 him just please. I'm begging. I'm begging you. <laughs> there's 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 rumors of Yuki extending at Alpha Tauri because Marco is very pleased with his performance, which. I I want good. I want him to replace Checo right. very badly. I I'm 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 on that propaganda train. Oh. <laughs> I'm on that propaganda train. Yet let Yuki replace Checo in the near to distant future. Okay. But yeah, that's what I that word on the street is that Nui is whipping up something which may bring nightmares to certain a certain someone in mm. the Mercedes garage. So, I'm just saying I, you know what? Let's just say this because this has been something that has been a groundswell for a few weeks now. It's been a groundswell for a few weeks now that, you know, when they played around with Nui possibly doing the slim side pod version and doing it better than Mercedes and showing Mercedes everything that you had, but you couldn't unlock it. But I got the keys, you know, like Thanos. I got the yeah. stones and I got the, <laughs> got the gauntlet. Stone. Yep. What do you say? What would be your reaction if come? Budapest, if come this race, we see an RB19 rollout looking like a variation of the W13, early version of the W14. What is your reaction? Before the car gets on track, what are you thinking? What the hell? I honestly don't. I'm just looking. It's like, interesting. Okay. Interesting choice. Okay. We've already seen, yeah, you contribute to the side pot and then floor. Right. But we've seen that, you know, a very, a little to no side pot isn't the way to go. But if right. Nui decides to do it, I'm not an aerodynamicist. I ha I don't have Me the credentials for it. <laughs> so if it, if it works, if it, if it works and it, it, it does allegedly say it gives them a 0.2 second advantage from where they currently are all right then all right you know okay. people they they revelate to complain about a no side pod you know okay if it doesn't work then porter or marco may have to question um <laughs> newy about like hey dog walk one man what, what we we've seen this not work before it's right. like but you know but it a different side pod, yeah, could be effective. It, it, they say it was like a watershed type design or something. So okay, see, we'll see. But okay, that's so that's what the streets are saying. Let's talk about your Yuki take. All right, so Yuki mm -hmm. replacing Checo. Yeah. What is a timeline for you on that where you would feel comfortable about Yuki replacing Checo? Because to me, that I think that's wild. I I don't think I've seen enough from Yuki to say that I want to see him replace Checo. My timeline. I think if Checo stinks it up again mm. by the summer break of next season or the beginning of the of the 25 season, okay. I expect that man to drive a Red Bull car. A but Red Bull I, racing in front car. of in front of Rick, in front of Danny Rick, given what we see from Danny Rick this weekend, of course. Given what we seen with Danny with Rick this weekend, I think I'm going to hold to the words of Marco true that that second okay. seat is going to be up to up to between Lawson and Super Formula, which if, you, if people who didn't see Super Formula, Lawson won. He won. He is doing amazing in Super Formula over in Japan, which could he could be contention for that Ricardo seat or if 
for next season in Alpha Tauri. Yuki Marco's very Mark Marco has been singing his praises. He he's seeing that the Yuki that he saw in Formula Two show mm-hmm. up now, not crashing like a certain German with a certain last name. I'm not gonna get into that. <laughs> I'm not gonna get into that. Oh my um, gosh. Got Iwasa in Formula Two right now, who's right. doing very—he's doing very good. So I think Marco is seeing all the young drivers in his disposal doing well, and he's look okay. eyeing at Checo and is like, "Listen, it's spooky hours for you. Either step up or I send you down to Alpha Tower. I just boot you out the the grid entirely. Yeah, the choice Checo is yours. Ain't going so. right, yeah. Checo ain't going Alpha Tower. He ain't doing that. I don't see Checo no. taking that. So he's definitely gonna go out the door. I've seen a lot of career modes in F1, the F1 game, and I've been seeing Checo in the Alpha Tauri uniform to the point I'm starting to believe that I wouldn't be surprised that he does. Damn, if for he does. real. Yeah. You think he would take yeah. that? Oh, man, I would be so, I would be so, dis- I would be like, oh, man, I'd be disappointed in, in Perez. And I'm, I'll be disappointed, yes, but it's like when you look at the other teams on the grid, say what you want okay, about yeah, Carlos. Of course. Say what you say what you want about like Carlos. Um, Chuck LeClark. Um, and you got Alpine who is sticking to their French side. You got yeah. Haas who is much Ferrari's second team, so they may yeah. employ a Ferrari driver in the near to distant future or keep Magnuson and um, ooh, who's the second driver? I'm blanking right Hulk. now. Oh, dear. Hulk. Hulk. Yes. Mm-hmm. So I'm seeing the teams on the grid, and I don't see them. Unless something drastically changed from the end of the season for True. a driver to be dropped. True. Okay. So, yeah. Damn. All right, brother, man. Damn. That was a good one. That was a good one. The Yuki one caught me off guard. That was a good one, bro. That was good. Hey, uh, listen, we're, you know, the train is still on the station. It's ready to leave. So hop on if you're ready. Because once, <laughs> once, once that train is gone, it's gone. And we're not waiting for anybody. <laughs> Appreciate it, bro. <laughs> Baraka said, get on or get off. Mary Beanie says, Jay, Oracle speaks. Lewis and Mercedes is back. Oh, man, I just don't know. Okay, here we go. Will, talking about the Red Bull racing and Avatar Shuffle. Let's see what Will got to say. Go ahead, my brother. All right. I think that there's three different scenarios. You've got okay. your best case for Danny Rick. So best case would be that he will replace Checo for 2024. That's if he outperforms Sonoda, and Checo scores less than P2 in the okay. driver in the drivers' championship. Because I think that they're looking for somebody that in a car that's that dominant as the RB19 is, they can't mm-hmm. have somebody in that second seat that's not scoring at least P2. Which I mean, that's it. You're only getting P2. Maybe you get a P1 here and there on street circuits. We've seen that happen once or twice. But if you're not getting those P2 points, then that's something that I feel like if Somebody passes him in the driver's championship, then that would work out for Danny Rick. But he has to perform at Alphatar. Right. Worst case scenario, I think then he would be replaced by Liam Lawson. That's if he underperforms um, right. and does worse than Sonoda. So it's not even necessarily just doing worse than Sonoda, but if it's he underperforms. If he set his goals, I think in an interview he was saying, you know, he doesn't know what the goals will be right now, if he needs to be P11 or P16 or anything like that. But when they do set the goals, if he's not going to be able to at least meet those goals and he also underperforms um, as far as what Sonoda's doing, then I think they ax him. And then I feel like yep. that would get Liam Lawson the seat. So it would be Lawson and Sonoda in 2024. Yep. Real case, he scores some points. 
Checo holds all the cards on his performance, so that's, he's really the one of whether or not they're in or out. And then Sonoda isn't going anywhere. I think he's just going to be at AlphaTauri pretty much for the yeah. remainder of his career. I don't think the Red Bull move is a thing. Um, but it's a win-win for Lawson. And just like Baraka was saying, as far as his performance, I think he's one point behind right now in Super okay. Formula Super to, uh, to, the, to the lead. He's in P2. So really, at that point, it would just be up to um, up to Danny Rick to figure out what his uh, what his future holds if he performs or doesn't perform up to those goals that Alfatari puts out. And then for Checo, just get P two. If he doesn't get P two, I do believe that that might be the end for him. Uh, I really I can't I can't argue with that. I think right now, I've, I think we've all entertained the Red Bull espionage sabotage type situation i kind of i'm not going to totally dismiss them because i don't think they want anybody really competitive against max i really do think that that's a thing i don't think they want anybody that's really going to compete and disturb max verstappen but they definitely want you like you said they you shouldn't be all podium on a bad day you should come in third Exactly. On a bad day. You know what I'm saying? On a day unless somebody wrecks you out, there's no way that RB19, the other RB19, should be off podium. It should right. always be two Red Bull drivers on the podium, and it's not really happening. So that's where I start to kind of fade away from that because it's like they still want to construct the championship. They still want the advertising money. They still want the marketability. They still want that. And I just think maybe there might be a internal conflict with Perez. I would think that if it was me wanting to be my best, but a team was never going to allow me to be my best, but second best, that could cause some inner battles in me. Like, I don't give a damn. Just like we saw with Valtteri. Like, Valtteri right. could have done it, but the fact that that contract wasn't right, he just kind of had the I don't give a shit attitude and like, you know what, if you're not going to do it for me, I'm not going to do it for you. And on my way out, I'm not going to be the best teammate that I could be. I'm going to let some things slide. I think some of that could be happening maybe too. So what, is, what do you think like about that? We saw that with like the Valtteri 2.0, Valtteri 3.0 and all these things, you know, it's supposed to be, it's a lot of the same things that, you know, like say history doesn't, you know, repeat itself, but it rhymes. It's the same thing with Checo where everyone thinks that it's going to be this, you know, brand new Checo when he comes in and he's going to be able to outperform mm -hmm. Max. These teams know from history, especially with Red Bull's history with Mark Webber and Sebastian Vettel, when people go toe to toe, it starts to create so much of a friction. They just want to have somebody that's their number one driver and have a rear gunner. It's the same thing right. happened in Mercedes with Nico Rosberg and Lewis Hamilton. You know, it's the same thing. Like they're trying to avoid those things. And by the way, Max wouldn't have had his first win if it wasn't for them coming together at Spain. So there's a lot of facts. These he wouldn't have had them three records, period. If it wasn't for that Spain collision, Max don't have three records period no and, and and i believe his race engineer at the time who's been on uh, youtube and all that lately at the time he said he was like once they saw that happen they knew they actually had a shot at winning that race they knew he wasn't going to win that if it was right. hamilton and nico rossberg going back and forth so these teams know that these drivers do tend to get to that point where if you don't have somebody that's definitely your number one and just have a rear gunner to pick up the rest of those points it can definitely create a problem so yeah i don't think they're going to move anybody into that spot that's definitely going to be you know outperforming max or anything like that uh but also just with the um with max in general he pretty much has a lock on the constructors all by himself they also don't want that That's either where right. they have one right. driver having to you know carry the whole entire weight and like i said before wow. the constructor championship is the more important one for the team of course and the sponsors come along with that so not mm -hmm. finishing at first even though you might have a you know less atr time and things like that for the next uh for the next season that doesn't really matter because those things get reallocated anyway halfway through the season. 
True. Hence, we're seeing with Aston Martin, they moved from P7 to P4, which means now they're getting a reduction in that halfway point in the ATR time. And the right. same thing like uh, Mary said a long time ago, that they've kind of shot their load at this point. And you can see that because even though they, they moved up the ranks pretty quick <laughs> and they were getting all these podiums, now your ATR is reduced halfway through the season. So I don't think that's a big thing for Red Bull thinking that, oh, well, this is going to be a major reduction and, you know, we won't be able to. They're not trying to get lower positions to get more ATR time. That's not it. You know, they no, want all right. the money they can get from getting the Constructors Championship, but they also don't want one driver to carry the brunt of that. And if Perez can't pick up all those points, it becomes harder when you go into the second half of the season where these teams are starting to catch up and two drivers are way ahead, like right. a Mercedes situation or like McLaren, as we saw there, you know, both almost on the podium. Things right. like that where now you're starting to lose points because the other driver can't even get on the podium, like you said. Yeah, like Aston Martin. <laughs> they're done with, I think they're pretty much done. I, that might be it. I, between yeah. the fact that they lost ATR time now for the second half of the season, and it does look like they brought, they said they're going to bring two thirds. They're going to upgrade two thirds of the car when they showed the show car back in February. So yeah. I think they might already be there. I think that they yeah. might, that might be, they're still bringing up. Ain't much left. Yeah, I think it's just going to be diminishing returns at this point. Some teams are going to be diminishing returns. Other ones, they might actually start continue to move up the order. Williams, I think, is definitely one to watch out for. Um, McLaren, yeah. we've seen, they brought all their, I think they brought, I they think they brought it. 75% instead of 50% by Silverstone. I think they were yeah, able to. they brought a ton if you add it up over the time that we've been in this season and their upgrades. Like, they brought a, a good load of upgrade updates. Yeah, definitely. so I think I, I'd look at, those are probably my two teams that I would say that are, um, that should perform well in the second half of the season. Um, I think with Merck, it's kind of like we have to wait and see because it's they've said that this is kind of like the Diva 2.0 car. So, mm -hmm. again, they had like the Diva car a few years ago that just every time they turn up, I think it was 2018, they turn up certain tracks and it was it just didn't do what they expected it to do. Now, mm -hmm. again, Lewis still won a championship because that's our guy. He would still take that car and make it perform. Hence, like Singapore 2018, best qualifying lap we've ever seen probably in history. And he was almost out in Q1 with that car and then blew the field out in Q3. So there's also that, too, where they think that it's like the Diva 2.0 car. They don't know what's going on circuit to circuit to circuit, but they're making it work. They are. Thank you, brother. That's what I'm talking about. Appreciate talking that wheel-ish. All, right. All right, my brother. <laughs> hey, that's that's a real thing. That's why I think this this coming weekend is going to be very entertaining. Like, there's so much to see what will be uh z eighty three says two things can be true at the same time red bull is selling a re uh rehearing red bull is cheering check on on but throwing spanners in his car Ooh, at the same time that is true two things can be true and i'm not i'm not mad at that take zero eighty three i'm not mad at that at all that that could be a real thing and that's kind of where i am like you know i'm leaning a little bit this way but hey i can't dismiss that spider r35 if they let lewis come back and get p2 in the wd oh in the driving championship hey that gonna be that that would be something to me that would be like hey mercedes is they they coming Another time of development. I'm really looking to see what's going to happen in testing, which you know we're going to be here live for testing. So we'll see what Baraka Checo needs to step up. All right, Baraka, let's see what you got to say, my brother. So first, let me drink How my so? water. Go ahead. Go ahead, man. Get that water. Hydrate, man. Uh, hydrate. There we go. There we go. I think to 
follow up on Will's point. I know, like, I've been the one that says, like, nah, Checo, like, I've st- I, I, I don't say I know him, but I've seen him drive for midfield teams, and he does well. But when it, mm-hmm. at a top team, depending on the day, he would show up, especially on street street tracks. I feel like Fact. a street track for Checo in that Red Bull is a guaranteed P, P1 or P2 and nothing left. I can go with that. But as of late, outside of the street tracks, so typical road courses, I just – you could say it's like, yeah, they probably threw some in the car, but I'm in the defense. It's like, yo, Checo is in his own head. Don't know what's going on. Because again, on a bad day in that RB18, RB19, you should mm. be at least third. And the mm. fact that he's finishing fifth and below in some races, getting knocked out in Q1, Q2. Facts. Here is, I don't care about this whole tinfoil hat thing. That is just crimes being, that, that is a criminal act. It's got to be a let's crime. Be, it's, a, it's a crime. Let's be It's a crime to like be, be that low in the grid because people was like, yeah, Checo deserves driver of the day because he charged up the field. I'm sitting here. It's like he shouldn't be in that place to begin with. He it's shouldn't like be. The Dak Prescott effect. What should he put us exactly. in to begin with? <laughs> right. Here it is. I'm, let me relate this to football. I'm an Atlanta guy. I am a let's just (laughs) (laughs) I'm an Atlanta guy as much as I would defend my guy Matt Ryan from time to time it's like look at ice in his veins he's Matty ice all this there's times in the games it's like we shouldn't even be in the position to make these miraculous comebacks they're entertaining (laughs) but when during those times of the comebacks I shouldn't be going through this this early in life because of my team just decides to show up in the fourth <laughs> quarter after just blanking for the first three. Right. I think that's the same thing that's going on with Checo. Yes, mm. um, the drive, him driving up the field to at least fight for a podium or a better position on the top half on paper looks and seems nice. But in context, when you look at the car, because Max is driving, Max is driving the wheels off. Like after mm-hmm. he overtook Norris. People say, oh, yeah, Norris is going to come back. He, you know, McLaren got it. Brother, even when Norris was the RB19, yeah. Even when Lando was in DRS range, Max was still gapping him. Still. So you can't sit here and I cannot sit here and say, ah, oh, Checo's just having an off race. How many more of these off races can we say before I have to question? It's like, hey, do you have the facilities to at least back your teammate? Right. Because everyone thought, like, I know I don't want to bring up Abu Dhabi 21. Prior to Latifi shutting in the wall, which caused a shit show. Oh, let's just say Checo that. was an all-star. Checo, Checo was an all-star. And I'm sitting here like, Rod, I think he has it in him. But then I think at this, to, I think Brazil last year. Yo, Max like, ruined okay. it because he was a bad teammate. Yeah, I know Max. Yeah, Max ruined it. Is that's what I said? Okay, Max ruined it. It's like you know what? I'm gonna push this to the side. Max kind of ruined it. Max, you know, you 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 young guy, you're my guy, but yeah, I can't defend you on that. And right. then this season right. is like, okay, Checo may be coming back, but then he's been so inconsistent. He's well, don't forget like, about Abu Dhabi too, though. Max, yeah. Max crapped on him Abu Dhabi when he said he yeah. was support him. Max crapped on him twice. You know what I'm saying? Which I, I, I to this day is like I don't understand what that dog. <laughs> why <laughs> he's like why? The ch- I understand you. You're so determined to get the P1, but come on, man, <laughs> let the man be. 
right. it's like I I admire you the determination, the but it's a wrap. Got the, <laughs> please, it's like don't do a Brady man, please <laughs> don't don't do a Brady. <laughs> do a Brady facts, please don't. Facts. But I think this season is showing. It's like okay, he's been inconsistent. It's like all right, mm. I gave him a few races. Like okay, maybe you have a point. Red Bull may tamper, but then if Red Bull did tamper. I'm gonna entertain the thought. He still okay. should finish at least P3, at the very least P3. Right, P2, right. I know it could be a struggle, but then now you're allowing the likes of Ferrari and Mercedes. I don't want to dog on them, but let's be real. Compared to the RB19, they're utter crap. Fact. Let, let, I'm gonna keep it a buck. There's That's no way That's they should. And also the McLaren. There is no way either of those cars should finish ahead of you. True. So the fact that they're finishing ahead of you says like, dog, whatever space vibe you're in, you got to get out. Get out of this genjutsu type thing that you're in right now because right. you're right. not performing. And the more you do this, the more you, Marco's going to look at you as like, oh, yeah, you already know. Why are we allowing Max to carry the team when we have, when, I'm not saying Checo's a bad driver. He's a good driver. Oh, yeah. Come on. Carry your load, like we hired you to at least finish P two, P three. Let me ask you this: Do you think he wants to carry that load anymore? Now that's another question. If he right. doesn't, then I don't expect him to entertain the thought of signing an extension. Now, if he does that, sign that's, an extension, that's what I'm going to be looking for. If he does sign an extension, then it's like, all right, and that's an indictment. I can't right. think nothing else that but means, you was in your head I and you screwed up. Yeah, it's like that's in this case. That's a you problem, good sir. Yep. I will still support you, but when you drop a crap or a stinker, I'm going to treat you like every other driver that I support. <laughs> right. right. <laughs> like, again, I would, I, if Max screws up, I'm, I'm first one there going to uh, slander him. I'm, I'm, I'm going to slander any driver that stinks up. If, you, if the expectation is to be better and you're not yeah. meeting that expectations, I'm going to dish out some smoke, like That's it fair. or not. Yeah. That's fair. That's fair. I'm. A, you know what? We, we. That's what we need to see. If Checo signs the extension, I'm. I'm telling everybody this. If I see Checo sign extension, because that's what I was thinking. If I see him sign an extension, I'm done with any type of reasoning or supporting or it's all gonna be on Checo. And yeah. I'm a dog the shit out of him next season. I'm just letting I everybody know. When I said earlier, when uh, them bringing upgrades, if I see him at a driver at risk position in Q1. While Max oh. is just chilling in the pit box, I'm sorry. I'm gonna start. I, I I'm gonna start questioning you because I don't. It's like again, I don't care if you're down 20 horsepower. There is no reason, again, for you to be at risk on being knocked out in Q1 like Q1. these past couple races. I'll here it is. I'll give you Canada. The timing of the weather, where you at the track, didn't play to any of the favors. I'll give him that. But other reasons, right. Austria. I, I still I still say that Austria was a, a a definite crime from how where he started to where he finished. So again, I go with that. I'm having a close eye. Other than Ricardo, I'm having both my I'm having a very very close eye on Checo because I don't okay. want him and I'm not rooting for him to fail. I don't want him to fail. I want him to prove me wrong desperately. But if but, but right he now the evidence is not that the, the evidence against him, brother, it's not looking good at all. <laughs> right, right. 
Oh at my this goodness. point, if if he is going to win this case, he needs to hire the same lawyers that the Astros had when they kept that ring after the whole garbage can. For those who don't watch baseball, let's Man. just say the MLB. <laughs> let's just say the MLB did the Abu Dhabi twenty one before Abu Dhabi twenty one. Right. Let's. I'll leave right. it there. <laughs> right. Yeah, that was a big one, bro. That was a big one. Big shout out, Baraka. Damn, my bro came with some bars on that shit. <laughs> that is true. Y'all don't know about the actual situation. Go check that out. But uh, yeah, they did that thing. Uh, they make Duno says they making Checo like Herbie <laughs> the sick bug. Let's see what Checo got to say before we get up out of here. Checo, brother, go ahead. What you got? Yeah, say that because I'm telling you, it looks stupid. It looks sad. It looks terrible from when the guy worked from. Um, the the what's the team he did before? Um, Racing Point, and mm. was just about to, when he got dropped by Lawrence, and then these guys take him on. Just what self pity? I don't think it was sympathy. I think it was self pity and to try and make him be their guinea pig to actually back up the team, mm. because Checo has talent, man, and Checo worked his ass from where he was first back in the other days of the other mm. racing teams. Right? So Checo's got quite a skill in his brain, but they're not giving him the car to back him up. Because whenever you see him always doing his P1s, P2s, and then come to the qualification, what happened? The car coming like some leaf falling off a tree. And it's right. like Herbie, Herbie the love bug. One minute you see the guy, he's all trucking around, the next minute, <laughs> and then Checo coming out like a dumb clown, standing there, going, yes, I take it, I take it, they about the clutch and the, the, the um, back of the engine wasn't quite uh, like, uh, qualifying, so we, we need to definitely do something there, but um, uh, the team, the team, we're going to work on the car. Shut up, Checo, because you know what? You're just kissing their ass. Right. You're basically <laughs> kissing their ass. You're basically covering for them, and they're not giving you the backing of the car. What you really should have said is, if the cars are not getting better, I'm not going to stay with this team. I think I will go and drive for Andretti. Andretti, mm. if you're listening, please take me on board. I will show and work hard for you to all be getting the world championships. Mm. And then, then you see Helmut Marco will get a better eye to go and say, hang on, this Checo, sorry, I see how good you are. Come back. Mm. Yo, big shout out Uno. We going we going to see all that all that is going to be it's going to be it's going to come out. It's going to be decided. Things are going to be managed. And big shout out to Will I am dropping a Wolfpack membership in the live chat. D God PD. Big shout out welcome to the Wolfpack family, man. Make sure you go in there. Go into the Discord. So listen, we're going to be live this week. We in another race weekend. This has been another awesome episode of F1 Minute. Listen, I try to tell you all this. This whole show is built to bring you all in and to share your perspectives and your opinions with the world. So I really want you to take advantage of that. So please do that. Every Monday, we're going to be here. Holiday Mondays, you know, we often go ahead and go on a little earlier, usually around 1800, 6 p.m. Eastern time, but on normal time, 830 p.m., just like we did tonight. Make sure you do that. WPP in Will is going to close us out real quick. Let's see what he's got to say. All right. So a couple of things left over on the uh, on the docket. We've got the WGA, the Writers Guild of America, SAG after they're, they're striking. So pretty much the Apex GP movie is shut down. It's totally mm -hmm. shut down. Uh, Brad Pitt pretty much, you know, is big, you know, big member of SAG after and all that. So once the Writers Guild didn't get what they were supposed to get, SAG stood in solidarity with them. So that pretty much has shut down the whole entire movie right now as it stands. Right. So we'll see what that happens. I don't know how that's going to affect 
all the filming because they had all these different filming schedules set up for different tracks where they were going to have the cars brought to other tracks throughout the season. So if this is all shut down, I'm assuming we probably won't see the, yeah, it won't be any Apex GP cars or anything like that on the track moving forward until they negotiate their, uh, this new contract with them. So uh, that's a big change. Uh, We also have the alternate tire allocation and they're going to do that at Hungary going down from 13 tires to uh, 13 sets to 11 sets doing that whole hard then medium then soft strategy mm-hmm. throughout the qualifying so that's still moving forward but they're going to try out the 11 tire sets and i believe at monza they're going to do that as well that's going to be hey i'm telling you right now i just heard because i got a couple of friends in the movie industry like it's a it's a wrap yeah. it's a wrap right now so I, I am interested also on that other end that uh will just bought in the tire allocation i do like that i want to see how that plays out for qualifying i'm kind of i kind of want that to be a regular thing though man i ain't gonna lie like I'm kind of looking for that to be a regular situation. I think it shakes things up. I think it would be it a nice introduction to everything. It, it shakes up that whole... I think it's a better shake-up than what we're seeing for the sprints. I think they the really got to work on the whole entire sprint format. Um, mm-hmm. I like that they're trying to make things a little mixy with the sprint format, but right. it's just not there yet. But I think the tire allocation, that'll change things up uh, as far as how people go out and what tires they plan on using throughout each one. Right. It reminds me of... Uh, pre what was that 2020 2021 when they used to people go out on whatever tire they used in Q2 would be have, would be the tire they start on the race start the race. things like that make it creative so seeing that they're doing that is is pretty good I believe with the also with this whole entire you know thing that's going on in Hollywood um, I do believe that there's there's issues with uh, people that tend to do like say podcasts and things like that like it's affecting a lot of different things they can't yeah. do any uh you know autograph appearances and all that so it's definitely affecting a lot of other things too and just the f1 content creator space and all that you can't do different podcasts and things so everything's on hold right hey well i ain't part of sag and i'm here every damn week so <laughs> There you go. Appreciate you, bro. Thanks very much, man. (laughs) Yeah, I ain't sad. So, you know, Wolfpack family, we here. We not striking. Y'all come back here. We got a lot of things going on. Uh, There will be another race weekend where I will choose to do the wheel again, where people that participate in the Super Chats will go into a wheel to win a Purple Sectors Collection hat. I will be doing that again. So thank you all for joining us. Another successful Monday F1 Minute Live talk show one day this show we're going to be on a bigger platform we're going to speak it into existence and we're going to work to get there so big shout out to you all be safe have a